Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from alexrobinson.fun. And I'm Riley Silverman from Riley from the internet, I guess, <laughs> from Nerdist and lots of other outlets. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, I, you told me how it was going to go, and I've done it before, and yeah. I still did it wrong. Once people see that that, that on-air light go on, it's just, they yeah. just get panicked. I'm like, so. do they say our guest is, or they just pause? I don't know what's <laughs> happening. No yeah. one told me the odds. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is not going to go the way you think. Um, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for so. thanks for coming back, Riley, to uh, to help us talk about minute seventy six of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Seventy six trombones tell you that uh, Ray should have felt uh, trapped or or panicked, and uh, then uh, at the end we find out uh, that we see Ray's parental dyad coming into focus. There's two parents walking towards her. Then it turns out there's just one set of footprints, and then we don't know it's a shadow. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, that we're gonna have to dig into that a little bit. But before we get to that, I um, we we just have the the kind of continuation of the 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 kind of mystical hall of mirrors um, here in the in the seaweed cave. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of um, the snap does come back around. Remember, we were talking about this a little bit. So right. she snaps and it goes kind of forward, but comes back around. But then she also does say that it doesn't go on forever. Yeah. So it's an interesting where is it? Is it in motion? Is this how much of this is a hallucination or a vision? How much of this is really there? Because we'll get some more evidence for that later in the week. But I don't know what. Um, what what is it? Do you see it as being an infinite loop or do you see it as being um just kind of her looking at her reflection. What is she imagining? What is she seeing? I see it as it begins and ends with her. Like, because if it, if it loops back around and then it like starts when she does it and it goes around and then comes back to her again. Right. So that's, that's kind of what I think the message is supposed to be. Is that it be because like at this point, and especially when this film was made and the intention was to be like, nothing else about you is important except for who you are. Right. I think that it puts her at the center of, of her own story and says that this begins and ends with you. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Alex? Um, I think uh I think the whole thing has a kind of dream logic where it's not really you know, it's like when you're trying to describe it's like, oh I, I my teacher was there, but it was also my dad. It's like that kind of a thing, <laughs> like where it's not it's it can mean multiple things at the same time. I mean, 
I interpreted it uh, as I briefly mentioned last week that uh, it was kind of like the way the force you control it and it also you know it controls your actions but it also obeys your commands so in the same way she starts it by snapping at one point the snap sort of like goes through her and mm. I got like almost got the impression like she could not have not snapped at that moment because all the other rays were snapping so you know that was her destiny at that point to snap but uh yeah. gonna make you snap <laughs> it's like when you start the wave at a, a sporting event right and then you're like well i made this happen i i shouldn't have to stand up anymore the wave is already but then like when it comes back around you're like well i, I have to do it this time at least i did I, my part i made it yeah so like the, now the momentum of the wave you created makes you do the wave as well i like that your stickler is so is at once into the wave to the point where they want to start it but not so into the wave where they actually want to have to stand up twice. The second time they're just full. No, I already did it. What are you? This yeah. Is, you know. So uh, I like that. Very fickle. Very yeah. fickle waver there. Personally. I do like the idea of Ray snapping and it goes all the way in one direction and then it stops and she's sitting there chanting like, send it back. Send it back. <laughs> or it's like a game of telephone where she sends a snap, it goes around, and then by the time it gets back to her, it's like a series of elaborate claps. <laughs> They're yeah. playing zip zap zop oh. by the yeah. end. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea that there's, there's a Ray that we're not seeing on camera who's oh. like, oh, again with a snap. Like, she's just done with it, and it keeps <laughs> yeah. coming by, and she's like, oh, we have to keep doing this? This is just like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to go build a double-bladed lightsaber. Contains a multitude. Um, so it, it, one thing it got me thinking of was other famous snaps in motion picture history. Hmm. I don't think there have been any. Uh, well, I probably the <laughs> most recent one and is, of course, our old friend Thanos, who mm. wiped out half the universe with one snap. And um, uh, Should we mix that into here? So it's like Ray, snap, 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 Thanos. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> Not you. I am all the Jedi. Yeah. She oh, wrong film. Again. Sorry. <laughs> She's Not there yet. The, wearing the gauntlet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, West Side West Side Story, another oh. famous uh, snapping. Uh, sure. So it's fun to picture an army of rays on one side and an army of Thanoses on the other, and they're both doing their, doing their <laughs> snapping. <laughs> when you're a ray, you're a ray all the way. <laughs> I I feel like I would be doomed if I if I was required to save the destiny of either Star Wars or the MCU because I cannot snap my fingers. I've never been able to do it my entire life. Huh. I, I cannot do it. I I, I don't got rhythm. Um, <laughs> and I just yeah, I think that whenever I see a thing where like snapping your fingers is the like Ooh, the thing that brings it all together, I'm like, yeah. well, I guess the <laughs> universe is done. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess she didn't like have a... to, she didn't have to snap fingers and to save the universe, but maybe she did. Yeah. Set things in motion. We never know. Yeah, you have to bring in a stunt hand to do the snap. Uh, the <laughs> right. Snap. Model. I just need a really good uh, audio effects artist to put in the sound of the snap after I just do the motion of the snap. Yeah, there or they could put your hand in like a green glove and then just have Andy Circus do the actual. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. To have the actual a circus. Uh, I circus made snap. snap. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I was the one who bridged your fingers. <laughs> I think Daisy Ridley has an odd-looking snap while we're on this subject because I feel like wow. most people when they snap it, it your your finger tends to like I don't know she ends her snaps with her hand in like a fist and it, it seems odd to me but she's like a uh, twist to no, it I do that too yeah. I do like a but the way That's your thumb snap. is sticking up like hers is like 
inward or something anyway people can watch maybe it's it just how sense. british people snap maybe it's like you know how like there's different ways like uh, remember in like in uh you in, in, in glorious bastards where it's like oh yeah. germans do it this way and and english and british do it this way maybe that like the, that's, that's right. how the fingers go maybe maybe british yeah. had different snaps you know hmm. i think it could also be like hand the way people hold pencils or like a pen pens right. are things people used to write with before the computers <laughs> and i think with you stylus know, like, they call it a stylus these days oh, right? stylus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there you go but uh, everyone holds hands in their own, holds pens in their own grotesque, like, yeah, the way I, I hold a pen is totally normal. The way everyone else holds a pen is like, oh, that cannot be comfortable like that. So. I, I admittedly have terrible pen holding technique uh -huh. to where, like, as a result, I also have terrible handwriting. And it was something that was never corrected in me. I never had, like, you know, I never had that nun smacking my hand with a ruler like you see in, yeah. like, old movies. But I just, I just instead got bad grades in handwriting and then moved on and never got, like, an actual, like, instruction on how to fix it. It's also why I'm not a good drawer, I think. So hmm. I wonder if that has, if the snapping, your lack of snappability is combined with your... Hmm. Oh, I'm sure it's all connected. It's, uh, it's been it's been a life uh, of of uh, disprivilege because I don't know how to snap my fingers or hold a pen properly. Now, well, this is going way into the snap, Alex. What finger are you snapping with when you snap? Let's which see. which your thumb and is up against which finger? Middle finger, of course. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, me too. Why? Usually, I can do the other. I can do my ring finger too, but and oh, my weird. pointer, but but. Not to, not, I'm not rubbing it in, Riley. I'm not saying, oh, no, no, I, I get that with three different you, know, you, bring, you bring guests on and you just like mock their inability to do certain Watch functions. Watch me snap. Huh? I also, you're like, let's not get too much into the snap as if we're not watching an entire minute of somebody snapping That's their fingers true. over and over again. <laughs> um, well, we also find out that, uh, you know, Ray, then we, we, we get a, um, um, it's a, a voiceover. We'll find out more about this in, in tomorrow's minute, but we get, Ray is kind of yeah. narrating her vision after the fact. Because it's a, it's a, it's Ray's voiceover. It's in the past tense, so she's talking about what she did in this moment. Um, and uh, she says that she should have felt, uh, she should have felt trapped or panicked, but but she didn't. And that made me think back to again, we're doing lots of comparisons between the seaweed hole and the magic tree. Where so, did, do you think Luke? Luke looked like he definitely felt trapped and panicked in Yoda's magic tree when he saw Vader. Oh, when he lashed out and cut his the, the head off? Yeah, yeah exactly. he seemed a little bit a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and is that <clears throat> does that say more about Luke's the nature of Luke's fears and what he's looking for and what he's um you know, the, the does that say more about Luke's kind of background and Luke's intent or more about Luke's character versus Rey's character in terms of their their constitution as a Jedi? I I think there's a little bit of not just Luke's personality and Ray's personality, but also their particular relationships with their antagonist. Because like I think that I think that Ray and I won't get into too much this for this minute, but Ray has a very different relationship with Kylo than Luke has with Darth Vader at the right. point where he sees Darth Vader in the tree in Dagobah, where you know, Luke's pretty much only experience with Vader is that he killed Kenobi right in front of him. And now Ray did see Kylo kill Solo, but she also knows that Kylo is Solo's son and that. So that's an element to it. So she I think she already has this mentality of like, I can bring him back. There's, there's something I can do for him. Like I can feel this pain in him that I can fix. Whereas I think Luke only sees Vader as the villain who killed his mentor and attacked the base and doesn't know, he doesn't know yet that it's his father. So that's why he then gets the mentality in the next film of like, I can save him. So I think that that's a lot to do with it. I think that Ray is already kind of coming from this position of a peaceful solution with her enemy. And so she's not being seen 
these like hateful attacks that she has to have. Right. Yeah, I like that. I, uh, I wonder if it would have been different if Luke had gone back to the magic tree after knowing Darth Vader was his father, would mm-hmm. his magic tree experience have been? Because clearly then he was worried about like becoming evil. That's what mm-hmm. his fear was. You know? Yeah. But I wonder if it, what it would have been in the other, uh, in, in the second case. <laughs> it would have been like, like he just kind of walks through and then all of a sudden he's in like a, like an old-fashioned 70s den or TV room, and it's just Darth Vader sitting on the couch like, Hey, Luke, hey, have a seat. You know, you want some uh, you want some popcorn? Or, uh, root beer? I'm about to watch uh, The Waltons. You know, something like that. It's, just, it's totally like like he walks into like a, a, you know, family scenario. WandaVision. With his lightsaber out. Like, huh? <clears throat> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, has this ever happened um, filmmaking wise where <laughs> oh, to you, what? has this ever happened to you where you see yourself in an infinity mirror and then are you suddenly... plagued by a magic tree? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, wait. Oh, so yeah, I was asking about the 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 flat. You were talking about how this turns. We kind of walk backwards into a flashback here. Mm. Like so, I don't recall that ever happening before. We're kind of like a voiceover took us from one tense to another tense. I know we're always on the lookout for which filmmaking tricks have never been employed in Star Wars, before, right? But well, um, yeah, because it's not. It's it's present tense that then suddenly kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, merges into a a past tense. Well becomes what we're seeing is present tense while we're watching it and then it becomes well everything's past tense because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but yeah but for the was, character's perspective it's past tense for the character right as well. it, yeah. it was present tense we see her go in there we're just watching her actively and then suddenly yeah. the the voiceover makes it kind of oh this is what happened you know we're getting that related i wonder if there is a specific name for that i, I read is not it's not a a, a jay splice we don't have the return of Jay Splice, my my DJ name, but it's um, because we do get kind of mixed audio of her voiceover with the audio right. um, of what's actually happening. So, well, and we'll get into this more tomorrow, but it's also a misdirect, right? Like the audience that 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 has seen this for the first time doesn't know who she's talking to, right. and so right. I think I think the intention is supposed to be that you're supposed to believe that she's talking to Luke right now about her training, and then we yeah. find out something else tomorrow. We'll talk about it, but. Um, I think that's an interesting aspect of it as well. I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed in general overall with the the filmmaking styles of this movie. I think that it, it's it's one of the best as, as from a filmmaking point of view. It's one of the best. It, it, it may be the best in my opinion in, in the entire saga. And I, I think the just the visuals of this, the kind of unsettling elements of it. I, I think Ryan had a really tough because the the magic tree is such an iconic moment in. Empire, which is at, before this considered by most the best film in the series. Like, it's like, okay, how do I take something so similar to that moment and then make it kind of my own thing that is that is operating on its own two feet, even though it does get compared to it? And I, I think he did a pretty good job of it. I think like the, I think the us being put off a bit by the walking into the flashback with the back talk of what are the 
four to I don't know how to phrase <laughs> things. But I think that left the audience unsettled in a way that kind of helped us to experience that unsettling element of it the way that Ray would be. But I also don't remember feeling uncomfortable by it. So similar, like, I think I was like, oh, this feels like I do feel calm because it's like the audio is so well mixed and the the shots are so well paced that there is kind of a rhythm that you get lulled into with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, that's the that's the line to walk is is the the it's like a minefield because on either side you have, you know, oh, this is just a rehash. And on the other side you have, oh, that's not Star Wars. And like to, yeah. to walk in between that valley is, is that. Uh, um, it's a world between worlds, you might say. Exactly. Um, and um, yeah, there's there's some there's some good and, and you know, not everything works for everybody and nor nor obviously yeah, that's going to be the case. But uh, um, but yeah, I think the most. I think. Uh, the 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 most kind of bold attempts at new stuff that work happen in this movie. So it's yeah. the, it's definitely trying to expand the kind of the language of the cinematic language, the 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 language of Star Wars uh, visually, um, and and kind of trying to do new things with that, and you know narratively uh, um, also kind of taking some obviously taking some chances, and it's a interesting yeah. interesting blend of things, and uh, I'm I'm glad that we have that. Well, and to your point about it working for some people, not other people, even I, who now I probably put this at the top of my list, which I'm sure you're going to make me do at some point in the, this week. But I, I, I struggled with this movie a lot when I first saw it. I remember not loving it when I left the theater with it and really kind of like I remember I went from the theater to a comic shop and there was like a party happening, like a little like gathering. And I was like, oh, I just saw Last Jedi. And someone's like, what do you think of it? I'm like, I think I liked it. I don't know. And then it was one of those ones where. Partially from being in the like fan group for this podcast when there was like the spoiler section that we talked about it and also just things from it like this moment lingering in my head as like the weekend went on and like I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And like by the time I saw it in theaters a second time, I was like completely in the tank for it. But mm. it took me it like it was a movie that I, I had to process and like kind of come to peace with. And then once I did, then I was able to appreciate things like we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm. My view on it is still evolving. That I I had no idea what to think the first time I saw it. I was like, I think I like. There's definitely things that I liked in there. Did I like it as a whole? And then, um, you know, the more I watch it, the more things I appreciate, and the things that kind of bother me don't bother me as much. And um, I don't know. It's an interesting, certainly an interesting movie that's given us a lot to talk about, which is great. <clears throat> well, while we're here, then uh, Riley, do you remember where you first saw it and everything? All that? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw. I actually got lucky because it was one of those ones where, like, you know, it was selling out, so all this kind of stuff. And I used to work uh, at an office in Burbank where you actually have come in the past to record this show with me. Mm -hmm. um, but I no longer work there because they shut down because something mm -hmm. happened. Um, but we we actually permanently closed that office. But anyway, not important. There's three different AMC theaters in Burbank, California, and. There's like a big 16 screen one that's like the big crowded one. Then there's one in the mall and there's one over like past the mall. And so it's pretty easy. Like if you know how, what to look on the apps and stuff where like you can find screenings. And I just randomly found a like five o'clock screening on the Friday it had opened because I wasn't able to go to the midnight screenings the night before. And I worked until five. So I just like as soon as work ended, I ran over to the mall and jumped into my seat. And I think that was around the time a movie pass was still a thing. So I used my movie pass <laughs> to get the ticket, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, because I, I had bought 
a ticket to see it, but I, I had not been able to get a ticket until like Saturday evening. And so f- just randomly finding this five o'clock screening was like perfect because now suddenly I was able to go see it. And But I think I think that factored into my initial malaise about it because I was also coming right off of work and I was kind of like, I didn't have that like pre-show like build up. I was kind of like, oh, I can get a ticket. Let's go do it. And so like I didn't have that chance to kind of like unwind from work first and then be like right. in the best spirit to watch it. Like yeah. wait in line for a little bit with some other nerds and, you know, walk around yeah. with a... With yeah, an oversized exactly. beverage, talking to people about their shirts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like, you know, not to get too deep into the movie after this, but that's why I think I appreciated it more than a lot of other people did because I saw it with my best friend from high school who I'd waited in line to see Phantom Menace with. So it was like this really fun, like, circle of things. So, like, I was primed for joy, nice. you know. Whereas, whereas when I saw this one, I was primed for, I'm so glad to not be at work anymore. I hope this <laughs> Star Wars movie makes my day, you know. Yeah. So. Wait a minute! I was challenged. I was I, I was done with work. I wasn't expecting yeah. to be challenged. Yeah. Um, although, so I'm making a uh, little note in my notebook. Riley, Rise of Skywalker, because I'm we're. we're... Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I will be mm-hmm. upset if I'm not on it because yeah. I I am I am a, I'm an apologist for it, so I will I'm, be excited to be. Yeah. You're on my team on that. Alex and I are going to be divided, and we're going <laughs> to. Yes. We're gonna each. I think we're gonna each bring team uh, people to defend our case. It's gonna be like a. a How lawsuit. will you find people who have strong opinions about Star Wars? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I. Somebody said if we put something out on the internet, we might get some some responses. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, okay, we'll see how it goes. Maybe tweet about it or or. I'll hopefully have my Ray lightsaber by then. So nice. <clears throat> well, I already uh, have one, but I'll get the official one by then. Well, so speaking of uh, of uh, ideas and, and being challenged and and uh, talking with nerds about it, this is a good. Uh, um, do you, who did you think this was going to turn out to be as this, cause the, the minute here ends in a, in a great cliffhanger where it's like, Oh, yeah, like Ray's like, I'm going to see my parents and we see kind of two shapes and then it slowly resolves into, uh, one shadow as she's touching it, but we don't know anything about what's going on. And, and, uh, we had steel on last week who said like that minute felt like an eternity in the theater. It was like, who did you? We had all kinds of fan theories, you know, going on beforehand about who she was possibly related to. And, and I don't know why it was um, such a hot topic. But who, who did you um, expect and who did you hope for if they weren't the same? Um, yeah, I, you know what? It's funny that you say that and about what Steele said, because now that you mentioned that eternity feeling, I definitely think that, that was a moment in the theater where I maybe was more frustrated with the scene than not knowing what I know now, because you were waiting for this to be a big reveal. And then it almost felt like a tease when it wasn't the reveal. And I think that was really frustrating. It's easier to not feel frustrated by it now because I know how it plays out, both in this movie's narrative and the next movie's narrative. And either one, I know that now. But I, I didn't think that she was a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. because I I felt like Luke clearly didn't know who she was, and I felt like he would have recognized her a little bit uh, if he was related to her. She was related to him. And I did think there was something because of Maz's line to Solo and, and, and to Han in the previous film with the who's the girl. Like, I was like, why would she, like, why would he know something about this girl? Like, I... I it, it works as a throwaway line, but it didn't feel like it at the time. And and it wasn't because it was already written as a mystery box. But 
I I think I was on team Ray Kenobi. I think I really thought that there was going to be a Kenobi thing. And it clearly uh, we've we've heard that that was actually definitely in contention at one point. So I don't think I was completely off base for thinking that. But I think that is mostly because I love Kenobi. And so right. I think that like I, the idea of bringing Kenobi I am I've I've long been the champion of the idea that I think I think Obi-Wan should have been the point of view character for the prequel films and so more than he was already, but um so I, I think that because I so that's that's definitely me bringing my own thing to the movie. I always think when we talk about the magic tree, I think one of the most poignant things in discussing Star Wars in general is when Yoda says only what you bring with you when you go into the magic tree. And I think that is what's like that is what happens with Star Wars films. I, I think I tweeted before Rise of Skywalker, like, hey, what's in there? And the theater guy was like, only what you bring with you. And that's <laughs> like, so I, I think that my wanting her to be a Kenobi is definitely based in my own particular love of Obi-Wan Kenobi and like wanting him to have a presence in this uh, sequel series because he doesn't have one as opposed to the way that, aside from being the namesake of Ben Solo, you don't really get a Kenobi presence the way you do in both the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Right. Alex? I want it to be like I want it to be like the movie Clue, where <laughs> depending on which ending you get, like the the thing turns into different people. Like, oh, this right. is the Palpatine version, or oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I want it to be like Clue, and then I want it to have been Tim Curry the whole time. Oh yeah. If, if Tim Curry was right, I'd be very fine with that. If, they, if we just retconned it, so it was like actual Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't remember what I thought was going to be the answer. I pretty sure and i'm i'm guarantee you this has to be on record somewhere in the hours and hours we discussed <laughs> um but i feel like i was rooting for her to not be related to anyone that we knew uh, well good news bad news yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, we kind of wind up with the worst of both worlds she is dis her parents were someone we didn't know right. but she was still connected with someone we did know so yeah um, so, uh, yeah, I don't remember thinking, uh, but I, I really don't remember thinking, oh, they wouldn't have the guts to make it this person or whatever, anything like that. So, um, yeah. What about you, um, Pete? Do you remember thinking it was going to be somebody specific? Um, in the theater, no, I don't I don't remember having a specific, I, don't, I remember kind of the same as you, kind of going in with hopes, and I think I liked the... Um, I did really like the idea of of Ray Nobody just because it's always, you know, anytime we can expand the universe rather than cinching it up and making it tight. But I think out of the available options, I think I was also kind of like, oh, Ray Kenobi would at least make the, you know, a, a little branch of, this, of the tree that we're all familiar with instead of just kind of the same closed loop of um, having it be Skywalker-y. Um, and, uh, you know, we did get a kind of a slight branch, but... Uh, um, but I, I think the way this resolves, I think, ends up being important to her character in the long run. And that's, you know, even though it felt like a little bit like, a, oh, um, maybe as a as a cinematic thing, be like, oh, it's just her. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow, I guess. I think uh, I think that. I, so I had not yet watched the Clone Wars series before I saw this movie. I watched that after this movie. Mm. And I, I do wonder if having seen Clone Wars and knowing that it was technically canon, I wondered if I would have thought more strongly or passionately about the Kenobi argument. Because there is there is definitely that uh, internet joke that, 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 that Satine's nephew on Clone Wars looks like a perfect combination of Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and Satine. Mm. So it's like it's like, oh, her nephew is this random So <laughs> I I if if it had turned out that like that kid was Obi's like secret son and 
and then like Ray was the center of that kid. So I, I think that like if I had seen that beforehand, I would have had much deeper of a rabbit hole of like, okay, so there's a path from from <laughs> from Mandalore to this. Yeah. So here's how it would work. Yeah. Um, well, this kid would have kids. That's basically how it works. <laughs> Along those lines, let's spitball for a second. The what's the most ridiculous character that you can conceivably draw a line to like who could it be in the mirror like how how could it be like 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 you know my go-to for any kind of you know ridiculous background thing is is often you know like boshek like what if it was boshek in the mirror how could we make that well that would be an easy thing because boshek is basically a a, a a vagrant kind of you know who, who spend a lot of time on desert planets as far as we can tell so that would <laughs> yeah. be easy that would be perplexing for the audience but i would have been like oh that makes sense but uh what, what's the most ridiculous character that you think we could draw a line to feasible like i obviously it's hard with droids and and kind of non-humanoid creatures you know like you know walrus man can't be well i remember can't? a theory when rogue one was coming out that a lot of people thought the reason why they cast an actress who looked so much like Daisy Ridley to play Jen Erso mm. was that it was supposed to imply that that was Ray's mother. And so I think I think if it was Jen Erso, then you'd be like, okay, so when did she have a baby prior to the events of Rogue One? Right. Or like how fast, how long were they on that beach before that shockwave took them <laughs> down? So I think that might be like ten, ten in, months in the, later. Yeah, in the conceivable people that you could think of. I think that would have been a little bit like once we saw what happened in Rogue One, I think it would be a lot harder to be like, oh, no, that was Ray's mom, too. She just had baby like prior and we didn't really talk about it. Like, yeah. Right. I think in the I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that probably came down to more just kind of consolidated casting. Right. They're like, oh, we're looking for people kind of like this. All right. Well, we'll use that one for this movie. This one for this movie. Probably. They definitely have a type over there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. British. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, it's tough. I, I, like, so what you mean people we could legitimately could say? Like, cause my thing, it would be like, it would be like Ahsoka Tano or something where you're like, what? How on earth could that possibly be true? And then, you know, it wouldn't be, it would never be explained. Right. Well, fully yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's tough with, with droids and non-humanoids to, to draw that parallel. But, you know, if Although you... Then again, Jason Sendula is just like a human kid with green hair. Like there's like it's weird that like the child of a Twilight and a human just looks like a human with green hair. Like it's like yeah. weird that it's like there's not more Twilightiness to him. So I don't I don't understand the way that Star Wars children work to begin with. <laughs> so you might know more. You might know is do we see more um offspring? I can't th in the movies I can't think of any any alien human hybrids, but like so, you're saying in the Clone Wars we do see human aliens. That's a very well, Star that's in Rebels, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, Rebels. They're all same universe, but yeah. It's... I'm trying to think of any other like, and like, and we only see Jason for like a scene, so I might even be like misremembering exactly what right. he looks like. I just remember thinking it was strange. I'm trying to think of any other. I just can't believe we haven't seen one. It just seems so like such an obvious thing. Well, I think I think it's because. It's gross. Star, well, Star Wars. No, yeah, I, I, I believe. I think Star Wars is really all about purity of the species. No, I think. Uh, well, sorry, that's, that's that's EU. Sorry, let's 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 legends. Um, I think that. I think it's mostly because Star Wars has been is is a fairly chaste uh, 
storyline. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah. like we only really meet characters' children if they're really, really important to a story. Otherwise, we don't really see a lot of people who have kids. So I'm trying to think of any example of a mix. Like we don't have like a, a saga type thing where you have like the child, like the child of two warring races that are to, that are now born. Um, I'm trying to think of any other example. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a book somewhere, and I'm sure somebody who has read them is like yelling at their at their, uh, their iPhone right now. But yeah. I, I can't think of any on top of my head. At least, at least as far as on screen is concerned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, maybe we'll get. Uh, maybe we'll, if if the Ryan Johnson trilogy proceeds as it seems like it's going to, maybe we'll get a uh, we'll get that thrown in here. He likes to play and the with thing the is Sorry, there is there is talk. I know that in one of the Princess Leia books, there's like a mention from young Holdo that like that like kind of makes Holdo canonically like pansexual, where like she says like there's so many races and so many types out there. Like, why would you limit yourself? And Leia's like, nah, just just human dudes. That's it. I'm good. That's all I need. Uh, and so I think like the fact that, that was put in like that was kind of a big moment then of being like, oh, let's expand this universe a little bit to imply there is this. So I think that yeah. like, maybe we just haven't gotten to those kind of things yet. Now I just got to a new headcanon because we see, you know, we 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 in uh in the in uh, is he in this movie mainly or he's mainly in the next one. I don't know. Do we DJ? No, uh Junior. Uh Admiral Akbar's son is yes. smoother and a little bit less calamari looking. So maybe, oh. maybe Holdo and Akbar had a kid and that's Junior. I could see that. Mm-hmm. If Junior had purple hair, I would totally buy it. Right. <laughs> well, the, the, he doesn't have hair anywhere. Maybe he, maybe he shaves it. It's like a military thing, you know, buzz yeah. cut. Choice. The thing <laughs> I like, well, the thing I'm going to say in defense of not having hybrids is it's it is a more realistic thing i mean a cat and a dog can't have a baby together so why would a greedo and a human be able to have a baby together i guess but animals wait no animals you know that animals some animals can co-produce right like 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 a mule is literally a horse and a donkey right but they're but they're similar to each other in on earth terms they're very similar animals it's not like a cockroach and a horse are having a child together (laughs) that we know (laughs) but i guess in an age where you can clone things i guess that kind of stuff wouldn't even really wouldn't even really uh yeah you know. I, I yeah i've just been reading a book about genetics and that um it seems like it's more well it, it's unknown how much you know I, I think a lot of the the fact that you don't see that comes from the fact that it doesn't happen in nature that they wouldn't they wouldn't be copulating in nature but right. uh and then then there's kind of ethics and stuff that are that are then kind of preventing it from proceeding in labs to see exactly how there were there was a scientist who a russian scientist who did a lot of kind of work and successfully produced a couple of different kind of you know hybrid animals i think he invented the z-donk i mean even well even like the domesticated animals that we have now are from are from centuries of breeding different types of animals together to find the ones that but also i was going to i just had it and i lost it Oh, oh i think we're talking about like Akbar and Holdo, for example. I think that there is to to Alex's point, there might be some limitations to that because I was just thinking to myself about like we've seen the frog lady and her husband on Mandalorian. Like obviously, oh, like right. a human male probably could not uh, fertilize that jar full of pickled baby eggs. Like uh, maybe doesn't mean he won't try. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean they won't try. Uh, <laughs> uh, if they can get to him, if they can get to him before Grogu gets to him first. But um, yeah, I think that so. I think, like, depending on how, like, the Mon Calamari reproduce, that might prevent, like, an Akbar and a Holdo pairing. Mm. But 
we well, obviously we know that Twi'leks and humans can procreate because we've seen it happen. Um, yeah. And we haven't seen it physically happen. We've seen the child. But like, um, yeah, yeah we yeah. so there is some element to that. But um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, we have to keep I bet that'll happen in the <laughs> next couple of within the next, let's say, five Star Wars projects projects. We will see at least one uh, hybrid between a, a humanoid and a and a an alien that we're familiar with, like a more of a you know a Twi'lek or a or a. Um, yeah. um, I could see I, it. I wonder how far out you could go with it, like you know, what a human Wookiee hybrid would be weird, like a human hut, like a. Oh. <laughs> I could say a Wookiee human hybrid. I mean, they're both mammal-ish at least. Right. Yeah, but it would look like Chaka or something, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> who do you think is more surprised this is where this conversation went based on this minute of this show do you think it's us or do you think it's the audience it's probably us right the audience is probably like yeah this seems, this seems about right I think right. they've I think they've more or less stopped at this point so I yeah. think it's just the three of us having a chat right now <laughs> we're literally we're literally Jason Lee in the film Mallrats right now like talking about <laughs> somebody did have Chaka on their Star Wars minute bingo card and just got to check it off so oh good. nice <laughs> Um, well, uh, on that note, maybe we'll uh, we'll pick this back up tomorrow because we do get to find out who um, who Racy is in the mirror. Hmm. Um, and um, Riley, can you come back tomorrow and join us to, for some more discussion? Yeah, of this? I think so. That All right. good. Um, listeners, yes, if Pete, you... I can come back tomorrow too. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Listeners, if you want to uh, um, chime in about who you thought was going to be in the mirror or uh, or if you uh, any any you want to yell at us about uh, hybrid uh, creature uh, or, or hybrid alien race, humanoid. Um, I mean, everybody's an alien in Star Wars, but you know what we mean. Hmm. You want to tell me I'm wrong about uh, Junior Akbar? Why not uh, follow? Check us out on Twitter. We're at Star Wars Minute. Or Instagram, uh, the Star Wars Minute, or on Facebook, the uh, Star Wars Minute Listener Society, which I have returned to, and it's a fun place. And uh, I don't go to the rest of Facebook; I just kind of go there, and uh, and one or two groups related to things that I love, and um, um, and that's one of them. It's a fun place again, and uh, that's StarWarsMinute.com/slash/Facebook. You can get there, then come back here tomorrow for a brand new Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. <laughs> Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.